Hey everyone, welcome to Beyond Sunday, week two of our Fear Not series. And uh, Pastor Steve was able to preach here on all campuses this weekend, talking about the fear of not being enough. Mm-hmm. Nice shirt, by the way. Fern. Looking good. Really nice. Got our front shirts on. <laughs> um, we don't waste vowels in this church. We, we yeah. save our vowels. Um, I love how you chose the story of Gideon mm-hmm. as our scripture to go through um, and how you touch. I love how God calls us to who we're going to be. Mm-hmm. It's so future oriented. He has this ability to call out something more than what we even knew was in us. Mm-hmm. And we tend to do the opposite. We see hmm. we see our past. We see the mm-hmm. our failures. I'm, it's cool that we started with failure, and now we're doing the fear of not being enough because, oftentimes, it's our it's our past. Things have happened to us, right? That or think times where we just we really haven't been enough mm-hmm. that we carry with us, and we just hang on to that. And that's what we keep. I I keep thinking of the times I failed or I've, right. which creates this. That's what I'm holding on to, and that's not what God's looking at. Mm-hmm. It's true. And you know what's fascinating to me is I could have picked, there are so many Bible stories that we could have gone with. Mm-hmm. Because uh, if you think of your favorite Bible character, they were dealing with fear. And they had to process through their fear and they had to believe that God was bigger. Mm-hmm. And I can't think of a Bible character that didn't do that. And so for Gideon, we see, we see him process through that to go all the way from literally hiding while he's doing his work all the way to chasing the Midianites out of his country. And uh, the process that he was in, uh, it was about him, but it was also about his mission. Mm-hmm. And I think if we realize we're not going to accomplish our mission in life until we effectively deal with what we're afraid of mm. and, uh, mm-hmm. and yeah. what we have failed at in the past. Yeah. Yeah. Lynn, welcome. Thanks for joining us. Thanks. Lynn oversees uh, part of our care department here at the Livermore campus. Yeah. And um, so, Lynn, what have you found for, for yourself that's been helpful for you in terms of how you manage fear, deal with fear, overcome it? Mm-hmm. Um, first of all, it started with it sort of had to, I had to say, what, what do I look like and how do I envision myself without fear? Mm-hmm. So that was and that I believed was what God saw me as. I just couldn't get there. So I had to go, wow, what, what's my day-to-day life going to look like when I don't feel insignificant? Mm-hmm. What is my day-to-day going to look like when I feel totally enough and totally equipped? Um, and then I, I held on to that vision and it just worked. And it's taken years, but worked little by little, little by little to get to that place. Mm-hmm. Um, having good self-talk, mm-hmm. having really what good... What do you mean by self-talk? What's that for you? So if I'm, let's say I'm in certain settings, um, Mm -hmm. whether it be personal, uh, professional, spiritual, relational, whatever, if I'm realizing that I'm triggered and Mm -hmm. if it's this root of not being enough and not feeling significant, then I have to sort of step back and go, what was going on there? What was happening in Mm -hmm. in any of those settings where I was all of a sudden feeling Mm -hmm. not enough? So then I would have to have self-talk and say, Lord, could you just, with your graciousness, mm-hmm. walk me through this? Like, what, what's the root of that? Yeah. Um, so having good self-talk and having good boundaries mm-hmm. because there's some people that, first of all, aren't Christians, so mm-hmm. maybe aren't going to root you back to truth. Mm-hmm. But secondly, people that maybe haven't walked through their own stuff and haven't done enough um, of work on, on feeling enough mm-hmm. and calling to the Lord because He is enough, mm-hmm. that then 
you know, me going to them for advice is not helpful mm -hmm. and could further this. You know, Lynn, that's so powerful what you just said, uh, and especially coming from a woman, because I've noticed, um, and it could just be me, but I think guys approach stuff and go, okay, I got to figure this out and I'm going to be able to figure it out. Yeah. I think women deal more with this right here. Mm -hmm. Like I, I'm not adequate for mm -hmm. that. I'm not equipped for that. Mm -hmm. I'm not. Could you address that? Do you agree with me? Do you think Absolutely. That well, I can't address what men do. Yeah, but <laughs> but ab absolutely. Why? 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 I. Well, I I think that more often maybe women are more open to seeking therapy, seeking counseling, mm -hmm. having good conversations like this, mm -hmm. where we go, hey, I'm you know I totally have a messed up past, but wow, the Lord has turned this one around. Mm -hmm. I don't know if men have conversations like that. But there are things that I have written out that I've said, Lord, thank you that you're going to work on me for my, um, you know, people-pleasing stuff. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Lord, that you're going to work with me on codependency so that I can be more whole as myself, right, and have mm -hmm. some interpersonal growth and strength. And that way I can maybe at some point bridge over and be a witness to someone else. Mm -hmm. So I don't know that men are, are that open. I think it's hard for a man to be vulnerable because we're told to just man up and get it done. And we're not allowed as much to have those vulnerable emotions or to express them in any way. Yeah. Well, well we, and we make fun of each other if we do, right? <laughs> guys are going to, like, if you're right. soft in any way, mm -hmm. right. you're going to hear it from the other guys. Yeah. Whereas if a woman acts like that, the other women come around her right. and say, hey. And there's support. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and with it's, with it's, men, there's humiliation, right? And so right. The, the furthest we'll go is... We'll say I'm stressed, mm -hmm. right? I'm feeling stress, and that's mm -hmm. the closest we'll come to be able to admit. Actually, behind that stress, there's a bunch of fears we have that are they're doing things inside of us, mm -hmm. right? And we're not going to really say that because mm -hmm. you would come off as weak as saying that. Hmm. But, but we'll we'll say I'm stressed. That's like that's the male indicator yeah. of mm -hmm. there's a bunch of stuff I'm afraid of. Yeah. Hmm. Well, and wow. I think also along with that, the word fine. When someone says how are you, yeah, and looks in your eyes, and you go I'm fine. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I go, well, do you want to tell me what's like, why are you just fine? Mm -hmm. And then comes up, wow, I'm just mm -hmm. not having a good day or I'm struggling or I've got all these problems. Yeah. So I think on one hand, yeah, be more open to having this sort of a conversation, male, female, whatever, around Christians that will root mm -hmm. you back to the truth. But also to say, you know, when, when you experience and come across someone that gives you a, I'm stressed, mm -hmm. I'm fine response. Mm -hmm have the strength and the courage to step in and go, hey, let's talk. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Let's process. Yeah. yeah. So Gideon's story, he felt like he wasn't enough, right? And he, he, he said, no, I, I can't do that. Not me. And he listed the reasons why. And he wasn't wrong. He wasn't wrong at all. Um, but then God called called more out of him. Um, what, is it, what is it that causes us to, to focus on what we aren't? Like, do you ever do, do you do that? Do you All struggle with that at all? All the time. Because that's your baseline. That You know where you have failed, whereas you don't know how far you could go to succeed. And so failure becomes your baseline mm -hmm. instead of hope. And so God calls you to something greater. And I mean, I even remember even has Cornerstone was launched in God's mind years before I was ready for that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I was somewhere else in a safer job, not taking a whole lot of risk, just going, you know, this is pretty much what I'm up for, and I know how to do this. God was calling me to do things I didn't know how to do, 
One of the things I never knew how to do, Chris, was to make an ultimate decision and stick with it. Mm. Mm. As a younger man, I would just waffle all the time and I would just let the decision be made for me because I would just run out of time. Yeah. And it was because I was afraid that I would make the wrong decision. And the mm. role that I've been in for the last 27 years is a decision-making role. And I've noticed that as I decided to trust God with those initial decisions, even in launching Cornerstone, he's just given me strength and ability and a confidence not in myself, I still make mistakes, but a confidence in God that hmm. he knows my heart and he can even make a mistake. He can turn it. Yeah, so Gideon then, he experienced God doing something powerful. Right. And he saw it with his own eyes. He felt he watched the whole thing play out. And I would imagine that significantly changed his fear factor hmm. where his, he, that what would have owned him before doesn't own him anymore. Do you, have you guys ever had been in a situation where you've experienced God in a way where your fear, like you just don't fear in the same way you used to. Hmm. Seeing God do a miracle or seeing God, or just having a moment of experience where you're now different. Yeah, and and Steve, you touched on this in in the message this weekend, that there is a place for me. There's Mm. a a place, and it was in Kentucky at the end of a woman's retreat that was my first and full amazing moment of surrender Mm -hmm. where I let go of and really had to address all the, you know, insignificance or low yeah. self-esteem or no self-esteem. In fact, I had no self-esteem. Mm. I remember that moment. I remember the place. I remember the smell. I remember, like, and that's my place. Mm-hmm. And so now when in- insignificance or fear, like, roars up in my life, mm. I I now have walked through enough of, if I'm not, re- if I'm not quick enough, to remind myself of that Kentucky place on mm. that amazing day where I experienced the Lord, I'll get, I mean, I start walking down a path that's just not a healthy yeah. path. It's yeah. so crazy because as you say that, Lynn, I can't imagine you. Ever since I've known you, I've seen confidence and strength and talent and ability. And the Lord even said to me, this is one of the women in our church that's going to press not only her ministry forward, but other women's ministry, other women to be in ministry. Yeah. and to press forward. So, so when you talk about that that young woman in Kentucky, I got to tell you, that's not how you present yourself. Yeah. So you really have done a lot of work in that regard. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes when people see somebody like you, you know, you're, you're relatively young and you're really accomplishing a lot, they think, well, you know, if I was like her, I would do that too. Mm-hmm. And what you're saying is, I wasn't always like her. No, no, yeah. I was not, no. Mm-hmm. And, and a lot of this fear stuff, mm-hmm. I, was, I was afraid of being vulnerable. I was afraid of even myself. I didn't know who I was, even though God was telling me I was someone else. Um, and so there's part of, and later on in the Gideon story, there's part of God te- of Gideon testing. Mm-hmm. And so I did that. Right. That was part of my thing. Let me test you, God, and see if you're gonna, you're still going to pull me in to say, no, I've called you to be someone else. And that's why you're going to want to read the whole Gideon story, because yeah. we didn't press into where he lays out these wool fleeces mm-hmm. for God to show him. and. That's probably not the best way to discern God's will, but it's it, it was his level at that point of maturity. And I love how God is so patient with him and says, hey, I'll jump through your hoops. Yeah. Um, any other God would be really impatient with someone showing a lack of faith. Our God just says, well, you have a little bit of faith. I can work with that. Mm-hmm. And mm. that's what we're trying to get our, corner, our cornerstone people to do, Chris, is mm-hmm. to not take huge steps of faith if they've never taken one, to take a small step of faith. Mm-hmm. And God will take us through baby steps. Now, I got to warn you, he's going to take you into some things that are mm-hmm. big, mm-hmm. many of us, yeah. mm-hmm. but that's not for today or tomorrow. Today or tomorrow is 
you're frozen right now in fear. Move out of that and mm. trust God. Yeah. Around this topic, there's also there's also a long line of thinking, and and sometimes we can get into this of of well, if you have faith, fear will go away, which I haven't found that to be true. I mean, on one level, but I but I also know people who are pursuing God passionately and have a ton of faith, and they can't get rid of a fear or anxiety that won't go away, and that could be something chemical, or and so I think it I think it's nuanced in the sense of, yeah, there, I think there is a direct correlation between an increase in faith and a lowering of fear, but it's not always that simplistic. Maybe faith will help me climb that mountain of fear. And maybe that means I see a therapist. Maybe that means a psychiatrist says, your anxiety, you mentioned it being chemical. Mm -hmm. I experienced that. Mm -hmm. And before I went through panic attacks and anxiety, I thought people who were depressed and anxious just needed to you know, get over it. Mm -hmm. And I discovered I couldn't get over it without yeah. God's help and without my Christian psychiatrist mm -hmm. who said, Steve, there's things happening in your brain that we can help you with. Yeah. And uh, so there was a season there where I really let myself be weak so that I could become strong in the process. Mm -hmm. But God has never completely taken away my fear. He's made me brave. Mm -hmm. hmm. And I think that's a big piece of this. Mm -hmm. Having courage and being brave enough to say, hey, I'm not really actually feeling totally myself right now. Mm -hmm. Can I have some friends around me that are speaking truth into my life to, to bring me back to this equilibrium? Yeah. And like, let's address open-handedly. Like mm -hmm. it helps us to know that you've had a panic attack because then those of us that have had panic attacks go, okay, mm -hmm. this is, I'm just not, I'm not alone. I'm mm. not the only one mm. this has happened to. And maybe now you and I can have a conversation because we both dealt with this. Lynn, I've had panic attacks while I'm preaching. <laughs> And because a panic attack lasts 20 minutes. Once it starts, the chemical that has been released in your brain throughout your body, it, it takes 20 minutes. Once you you can float through and stop the panic attack, you've still got another 20 minutes of sweating. And and I preached an entire sermon while I was having a panic attack. And I felt like just stopping and going, hey, everybody, just so you know, I'm doing this while I'm having a panic right. attack, so yeah. you can do it too. Yeah. And I probably should have done that, but it would have been such a distraction. Sure. Uh, because I, it's like, no, you're not having a heart attack, Steve. No, you you can still turn your head. It's not frozen. All the things that would happen to me in a panic attack, the sweat coming down. Mm -hmm. And later someone said, were you okay? And I go, what were, what were you seeing? And they go, you were sweating. And I'm all, I was having a full-blown panic attack. And they're like, you got preaching. I go, yeah, because God has taught me to mm -hmm. push through mm -hmm. and not fight it. For sure. And just go, I can do all things through Christ who's giving yeah. me strength right now. Yeah. Absolutely. And yeah. I think that's the best way to battle it, yeah. to, to address it, mm -hmm. to know, okay, yeah, this is what I'm experiencing it. And this is also, I can just speak promises mm -hmm. over this situation. And you've also brought up several times in this, you've brought up having friends who call that out in you. Yeah. Let's talk yes. about friends who make us more courageous instead of friends who make us more fearful. Well, if I have friends that are um, even non-believer friends mm -hmm. that don't have good boundaries and good um, Christian biblical lifestyle, then I can easily go down that path, right? So if I'm addressing and sharing with them that I'm struggling, if they don't know how, and because they don't know, but if they don't know how to bring me back to a good place, mm -hmm. then I'm just, I'm asking for more pain and I'm asking for, right? So not, not getting back to the right um, measure or the right way to mm -hmm. deal with it. But having people in the church or care groups or community groups, that's 
community groups is a huge piece of this. Mm-hmm. To have a strong rooted, you know, I like intimate groups, two, three people that are my people that I can call on at any time of the day or night and say, hey, I just need to process with you. Could you just listen? Mm-hmm. Like this is a huge piece of of what discipleship and what we're called to do, honestly. Wow. I think, yeah, Yeah. I would say. And, and I've had to learn that. Yeah, I've had to learn the strength of that. If you didn't do that, you would feel so alone sometimes. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And I would be a shell of myself. I would walk yeah. in and out of here as a shell of Lynn because I was secretly Cornerstone, are you listening? Hiding. This is why we were trying to get you to be in groups where people know you. And it can be two or three people because maybe you don't trust a whole living room full of mm-hmm. people. Mm-hmm. But we've got to open up to someone. And, uh, and for guys, it is different than women. You may need to be in an all-guys group. I don't know. But get into some kind of accountability and encouragement. Mm-hmm with other Christians. Yeah. Fear not. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And Christians who can call out who God's making you, who he's turning you into. Huh. Call out your future like God did with Gideon. As we were studying the story, I was thinking of my boys. Mm-hmm. And part of my role is to call that before they're even that. Mm-hmm. But yeah. to call it out because that's who God is going to form them into. Would you, could you talk to us a little bit about your youngest son mm-hmm. and what you're having to call out in him right now? You're in a battle um, right yeah, now. Yeah, just I, I have to call out um, security in him. Mm-hmm. I have to I have to call out um, a, any sort of goodness in him because he has a hard time seeing it. Hmm. Um, he's he he can sometimes get stuck in a place where um, he it, it all feels bad. It just all, such it a all, great kid. Every, everything feels tenuous, right? Mm-hmm. You know, um, so. Um, so I have to I have to speak into his future and and he you can tell he he responds to that mm-hmm. and he needs it like he needs it consistently because mm-hmm. um, it helps draw him out of that place where he he definitely feels like he's not enough um, in all sorts of situations mm-hmm. and and he is and um, and so that's my job. Well, and you're gonna over look back and over on this and over time and over and just and go. Over. Yeah, and yeah. he might still be your age, and you'll yeah. still be doing it. Yeah, but you, you're going to see progress. Mm-hmm. So you also have to have faith for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yes. And I'd and say, we do. and I'd venture as much to say is that's the conversation the Lord has with us. Yeah, that as you call out in your son, hey, you have security. Mm-hmm. Hey, I've got this. This is who I see you as. Mm-hmm. This is the Lord's conversation with us. Yeah, you're secure. I have you. Yeah. You know, that's why, like, El Shaddai, the God of sufficiency, the mm-hmm. God of being enough, like, call out his name. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Well, I think that that's about enough. That'll wrap us up. And uh, we're praying for you all. Um, yeah. This is a deep topic. This is a great topic because it's so relevant for all of us. And we're diving into deeper water we're gonna, next week. We're going to go even deeper next weekend. It's going to be great. Yeah. The fear of intimacy. Yeah. And um, so we hope you all join us for that. We'll talk to you soon. Yeah.